1: Welcome to the Situation Report. This is the show where we give you the information you need to navigate an ever-changing culture. My name is Jeremy Stalmacher, and I am happy to be with you today. As we've stated before, culture is always Changing, And the only way that we can navigate that changing culture successfully is by having the very best information available to us. We're going to jump into a conversation today that requires good information. And in fact, I think because we have not always had the best information, there are many of us who don't realize that this is as big of a problem as it actually is culture changes, culture shifts, norms change, morality shifts. (laughs) Uh, There are things changing around us all of the time, and there are impacts to those changes. What are the consequences of those changes? We talk about that often. One of the areas that we need to continue to discuss consequences for a changing culture is in the area of human sexuality. That's a very broad term human sexuality. As we redefine sexuality, as we redefine gender, as we normalize things that at one time were anything but normal, there are real consequences. Now, there is a group of people in this country that would say all of the consequences have an upside. All of the consequences are good. This is a good thing for us to do, but we have to understand there is a horrible downside to so many of these rearranging of norms. Uh, There is a global sex trafficking crisis in the United States. It's one that I don't like to think about as a parent. It's one that many of us like to ignore or relegate to an exception but it is a real problem. It is a real crisis. I'm so grateful today to have a very special guest. Yako Boyens is with us. And Yako is the founder of Yako Boyens Ministries, where he promotes morality and Christianity as it intersects with life, politics, and liberty in the United States and abroad. That's what we talk about. That's what he does. He's engaged in that every single day. He is the president and CEO of After Eden Pictures, which is a film production studio. And what we'll talk about today is this next aspect of his biography. He is the director of Eight Days, a film written to raise awareness about the sex trafficking industry. We're going to talk about that film. Please stick with me. Uh, The conversation about that film is right at the end, and I want you to get in on that. Uh, He has done so much work to combat this global sex trafficking crisis. I'm grateful to have him with me. Uh, Yako. thank you so much. I I know you're very busy. You're at Mercury One Studios, but uh, thank you for taking a few minutes to talk to us.
2: No, thank you. It's an honor to be on Situation Report. Appreciate all your work, really. Thanks for having me on.
1: Yes, sir. Well, uh, you have an incredible voice on a very, very difficult topic, but one that uh, we we have to know about. I I, I was telling uh, Michael, our producer, um, I've watched several of your interviews, and uh, you are an incredible communicator. You raise awareness of such an important issue, but man, they're not interviews that make you feel good uh, because no. this is such an important Um, Very difficult topic. Can you start off by just giving us kind of your experience personally with this? Your family has endured this, and I think this is what uh, pushed you to get involved in this. Just talk about your background a little bit.
2: Yeah, for us in 1994, my sister was trafficked, Yolanka, and really uh, her story is is really her story to tell in the detail, but I want to encourage people to to check out her book, uh, Keeping Secrets, Uh, but she was trafficked in 1994, which really didn't kind of threw the family into first just learning about what is what is sex trafficking and what is child sexual exploitation there was no frame of reference for that and nor was there a social conversation you know in, in the world right. immigrated to the united states many years later became aware that look it now that we've learned through the eyes of a sister what this is this is so prevalent in the united states and and at that time nobody was really talking about it in the u.s there was more kind of an international focus and for us, it was, look, this is a domestic issue, and it's a serious issue, which then led to just decades' worth of work in yeah. the U.S., uh, combating this on a daily basis. And, and you know, the, the net result of all of this is we are the number one nation on earth commercializing sex with children. That's a bitter pill to swallow. That's not something the U.S. should lead on. Right? We want to lead on other things. We do not want to lead on child sexual exploitation. Right. But for us, we walk it all the way back and we go to the root because, you know, my my biblical roots and my foundation is in my faith. And it says go to the root. And so goes the root. But then you can measure the fruit. And so we have to go back to why. How did we get here? Because it doesn't just happen. It's policy. It's mindset. It's it's giving the pinky and, and, and losing the arm <laughs> over right. a period of time. But we have to understand that there's no question that our children are under attack in this country.
1: I... um. I have two daughters. I have four children. So I, I think hearing you talk about this with your sister and talk about the, the scale of this impacts me personally, uh, emotionally, as it does, I'm sure, a lot of people. But one of the hard things for me to understand is why. Who benefits from this? Who are these people? How do they benefit? Um, can you outline that for us a little bit? Who, who's doing the trafficking and, and and how do they benefit from this, you know,
2: yeah, if, if horrendous we could. event? Yeah, look, and, and that is a really good question because most people want to – it's so grotesque that your, your brain – and this is a human response, right? This is why people go, I want to be a doctor, and then they see blood, and you go, you can't be a doctor because right. they run away. It's <laughs> a, natu- a natural trigger inside everybody on how you respond to something this – and your brain wants to shut down, right, and say, I can't. But you have to push through that barrier because it's that very thing that's allowed it to be prevalent in our country. Because we play see no evil, hear no evil. So so why? Here's the why. Sex is a drug, Mm. period. It is the most violent, most dangerous, and most volatile drug on the earth. Why? Because we're all sexual beings. So when you have someone tap into your sexual wiring system and they contort it, they exploit it, they manipulate it at a young age, you can break a human being. So you're talking about many, many human beings in the United States that have given in to their sexual desire. Oh, that's right. We embraced the sexual revolution in the 60s. Mm. Love is love. Man-boy love association. Look at where we are as a culture today yeah. in 2021. We're questioning gender. We're questioning marriage. We're questioning you know, whether a three-year-old should be allowed to change their sex. Right. So we're in a hyper-sexualized culture. And ultimately, this is difficult to say. It is an anti-God movement, yes. 100%, where people want to embrace free sexuality, and they want to promote it. And so in order for the adults in the country to live out their promiscuity, we have to get the children to agree with it. We have mm. to indoctrinate. This is how you change culture. Adolf Hitler said, give me Hollywood and give me the U.S. child, and we'll control the United States of America. Wow. Right? Wow. And so if you sexualize American children, there's going to be no resistance. 10 15 years from now there will be no resistance nobody will be defending the nuclear family you know one man one woman nobody yeah. will be defending two genders and so you don't fight those battles in the halls of congress you hypersexualize children and yes 32 billion dollars a year spent on trafficking children inside the united states that would really make wrong. it one of the top fortune 100 companies okay never mind fortune 500 this is a massive business and yes it's people giving into self desire and ultimately because it is a drug right the 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 natural progression of sexual immorality always goes to children historically it has there's not been a single civilization on earth in the history of the planet that embraced sexual immorality that survived right the romans fell because sex with young men sex with boys. The Greeks felt for the same reason. This is why the Chinese empire identified that once upon a time they engaged in that. And and they came and said, we got to stop this. Now they do it with draconian Marxist, you know, socialist and communist ways, but at least they identify you can't sexualize children because if you do, you're going to lose your culture. Yeah.
1: So I want to, my natural response to this is to say, well, it's, it's a very isolated thing. Maybe there's a lot of money involved in it somehow. But it's not a lot of people. How many children are we talking about in the United States?
2: When we talk numbers in this, in the, in this field, right, it's, we're always sensitive because only 1% of the crime is reported. Okay. So think about it this way. Every time you see an Amber Alert, that's 1%. So, so we're working with very small inputs because victims do not self-identify. I've never in my life met a sex trafficking survivor who is a victim who identified as a victim. They yeah. learn after rescue. That wasn't right, what my father did to me, what my uncle did, uh, what the U.S. You know, gymnastics doctor did sure, to the athletes. Sure. I mean, because in the moment, it's massive indoctrination. But let me give you some numbers. The attorney general of Texas, Ken Paxton, a great guy, fights this like crazy. His numbers, and our numbers are higher. His numbers, 76,000 children per day in the state of Texas. 76,000 in the state of Texas. That's the attorney general's number, half a million In the U.S. We're talking about half a million children in the U.S. per day. We're not talking about what's crossing the border at the moment. We're not talking about what happens when you open a border with reckless abandon. We're talking about American children born and raised in America being sexually exploited, sold for sex in the United States. That should send shivers down every spine.
1: That's unbelievable. Um, Why... (laughs) Why don't more people know about this? Why don't more people talk about this? Why isn't this you know, the headline of every news story every night?
2: Frankly, I mean, my frank answer? Yes. Because many are involved. Then they know that they're involved. But, I mean, here's the deal. When you watch porn, okay, maybe you're not trafficking a child, but you're feeding the beast. It's like feeding a stray cat. It's going to come back. You're creating demand for sexually exploitive content. And when you create demand for sexually exploitive content, even if it's soft porn and you're 55 years old, and you say, I only watch porn with women who are definitely 50 years old, you're feeding a system that exploits children. Right. You're feeding a system that, that you know um, coerces and defrauds people into pornography. And when people say, well, porn doesn't hurt anybody, it hurts everybody. The person watching gets damaged at levels that you can't measure. Now, when I start talking like this, this is when the, the see no evil, hear no evil happens. So people go, whoa, 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 whoa. You, now you're saying somehow I, I'm part of it? If you're embracing a yeah. sexually immoral lifestyle, you are part of the problem. And so when people look inward and they go, wait a minute, I engage, then they disengage mm. completely. Right Now, there are some in our country, many, too many, that are for the sexual exploitation of children. And you'll say, yeah, that's an allegation. It's not an alleg- allegation. I can show you policy written yeah. to exploit children. I can show you proactive measures to have some of these movements give access to teaching kids how to give consent, lowering the age of consent, undermining statutory rape, anti-sex trafficking laws in certain states by lowering the age of consent, by writing crazy laws like State Bill 145 in California written by you know Gavin Newsom that yes. creates a 10-year gap to where a judge can decide whether it was consensual or not even if the child was 15, as long as the guy was 24. right? So I can then say they are for the exploitation of children proactively because I'm measuring their fruit. I wanted to take a minute
1: to let our audience know about the work that we do through an incredible veterans nonprofit called the Mighty Oaks Foundation. Many of our nation's warriors struggle with the hardships of military service and reintegration back into civilian life. Often they leave broken homes in their aftermath and comprise one of the most at-risk groups for suicide with over 20 veterans who take their lives every single day. Mighty Oaks tackles this critical issue with our faith-based, peer-to-peer resiliency and recovery programs, offered at no cost to our honored servicemen and women at beautiful ranches across the United States. Mighty Oaks has one of the highest success rates of any program available anywhere. Visit MightyOaksPrograms.org to learn more about how you can make a direct impact in the lives of our servicemen and women to help them find a new life purpose through hope in Christ. Again, that's MightyOaksPrograms.org. Witnessing the transformation that these men and women go through is absolutely incredible. There are no words to describe seeing warriors restored to the lives they were created to live, changing their legacies for eternity. Your support is needed now more than ever, and will ensure that our programs are here for our warriors who are in desperate need. Again, the website is MightyOaksPrograms.org. A lot of questions I could follow up with, but as a parent, (laughs) uh, what are the warning signs for parents? What do we need to be watching out for? How do we protect our own children?
2: If you want to protect your own child, then start having the conversation with your child. And do not abdicate this conversation of sex to a book because you can't trust them or to the school system. You do not want comprehensive sex ed in your school because it sounds good. It's like flower language comprehensive sex ed. The only thing comprehensive about it is they're going to tell your child that they should engage with sex with anybody. They should be confused about their gender. They should shift an experiment at age 10. We now have comprehensive sex ed in kindergarten, five-year-olds being taught about masturbation, five. The average age of porn entry in our country are boys age eight. Think about that. That mind is not ready. Yeah. So now you've got a highly compromised young young person, and it's going to have so many effects in culture. It's not like it's just sex. When you have a compromised human being like that, that's exploited, that we're exploited, that engages in sexual conversation with a teacher or an adult online, because remember, if a teacher speaks to a child about sex at age 10, the child is not going to have an alarm bell go off if a stranger talks right. to the child who's an adult about sex. Right. It's normalized. So, so parents have to engage and take the family back. Fathers, you can't be a dad. I always say it takes 30 seconds to become a dad, right? Hmm. Not to be graphic. It yeah. takes a lot of work to be a father. Right. And that means you engage. You engage in your child's life. You ask questions. You know, the number one way boys are being trafficked at the moment is on PlayStation and X- Xbox. So dads, if, you're, if your son plays those games, you go play them. You go into the chat room. Just listen. Listen to who's talking. Teach your son. Some of the guys out here will ask you these types of questions. We need to raise what we call the situational awareness, the risk profile of every child. And how do we do that? Fathers and mothers engaging in real conversation, saying there's a wolf out there. He could look this, this, and this way. He may engage you in these ways. And if he does, this is what it means. Don't engage because the predator is a bully. And a bully wants a soft target. And if your child's risk profile is elevated, the bully will move on from your child. That's yeah. just a fact. Yeah.
1: So some might say this is about promiscuity, it's about pornography, it's about a lot of these things, um, but it's not really that bad. Can you de- describe a little bit, you know, not in great detail, but the life of a child who's being trafficked? And then, you know, how does that end for them? What, what's the off ramp for a child who's been been pulled into this?
2: Average life expectancy for a child that's trafficked is seven years. Okay, seven years. Now, now take now take that number, and then you parlay it with the number we got last year that we had the highest teen suicide rate in the world's history mm. in America. Mm. Okay? And then you go take the number of the children who do leave notes for their suicide, over 80% of them write that they can no longer live being sexually exploited. There's 80%. a direct 80% of those who write notes, and not all the kids write notes, but there's a direct correlation. Now, a child who's being trafficked, here's some forms, sure, could be kidnapped. And that's only 2% of the situation is kidnappings in the United States. So forget about the white van that snatch and grab Liam Neeson and take it, that's a (laughs) a complete misrepresentation, okay? What is the most prevalent way of trafficking children in the U.S. today? It's familial, meaning not necessarily a parent, but it's a a trusted figure. It's someone who injected themselves into a community, earned the trust of the child in whatever form, a familiar face, you know, the old story about the ice cream man. Well, now it's the soccer coach. It's the, it's, it's Boy Scouts of America, 83,000 yeah. lawsuits. Okay, So they earned the trust of the child to some labor to get proximity. It's all about proximity. It's all about access. Well, what did the Internet do for us? What did TikTok and Facebook yeah. and Instagram do for us? It gave the predator proximity to your child while they're sitting at the dinner table. They're engaging with somebody. And it used to be a case where a 40-year-old guy would pretend to be a 14-year-old boy. They don't do that anymore. They come out right away. I'm 40. You're beautiful. They profile the mm. child. They'll, they'll speak in a way that they know the child needs some sort of affirmation. Father figure is not there. My sister didn't have a dad in her life. Okay, As amazing as my mom is, she can't be a dad. Sure. She can't be a father. And a, and sure. a father cannot be a mother. Okay, mm. No matter what they want to tell society. <laughs> right. and, and so... We we now have to understand, yes, it's kidnapping. Yes, it's runaways, okay? In the homeless, the child homeless population, those right. children are very vulnerable. The destitute, you know, the, the financially downtrodden, particularly in the, in the black community, right? But most prevalent today is familial. And unfortunately, so many of our cases are parents. Our most recent case was a family member. This is two weeks mm-hmm. ago. We just helped place a a, a young woman in a safe house today this morning okay and it is a family member that is trafficking that child parents trafficking children there's not a single job description we've not been involved with arresting u.s sitting state u.s senator janitor police chief fire chief you know principal soccer coach because it's sex it doesn't profile the job description and do you know who the buyers are predominantly in the u.s Here's, the, here's a, a general profile of the buyer, what we call the John, right? And I don't like that term because I've got friends called John that are good guys. But sure. the buyer, <laughs> sure. okay? Yep. It's a father of two that makes north of $100,000 a year. That's the buyer. Unbelievable. The one paying for sex. This thing is hidden in plain sight. It's in every single zip code in the United States. There's not a zip code, there's not a school, there's not a church. Now, those are radical statements. We've done this for so long. We yeah. connected with 170 organizations in this country. These are the facts. It's in your community, no question, and it's hidden in plain sight. Now you need to go and get educated and raise the profile, raise your risk profile, raise your situational awareness profile to see things that you don't see today, but it's in front of your face. Yeah. It just is and so and so then we say see something say something and talk to your children so that they have an awareness level right and they can talk to their children's friends and then if you engage in things like porn understand that it's part of the problem so disengage get help
1: man there there there's so many questions i want to ask i think i think raising your situational awareness understanding more about this learning more about this um and i know you don't have unlimited time so so let's point to your movie can you talk about eight days uh, why you you know produced and directed, I think wrote that, and um, w- what you hope to gain from that, where people can find it.
2: Yeah, thank you. My wife is an amazing uh, you know, award-winning nominated screenplay writer, so Philippa wrote it. But that, that film, Eight Days, depicts a series of actual events based on real stories. And the reason we made a film and not a documentary is teenagers don't watch documentaries. Mm. And anybody that watches the movie eight days, I promise you, at the end of that film, they're going to sit their family down and go, wait a minute. Wait a minute. This, this is too close to home. This yeah. could be our family. Could be any family. Because you have to understand, predators today use children to recruit children. And we show that in the film. So people can find it on Amazon. They can find it on Netflix should and that's easy access if they buy the film from our website then the money goes directly to saving children if they buy it from netflix and amazon then you understand what happens there i mean it awareness is there but you know the the dollar support is not there so they can find it on sharedtogethernow.org or YakuboyansMinistries.com. but the film has gone around the world over 200 countries it's become a training tool for law enforcement around the world we train every law enforcement agency that you can imagine we've been blessed to be involved in training them on how to see it because this yep. is not something you learn in police academy right this is the, how to profile a child that's under duress sexually by their parent by their coach by someone they trust right very very difficult to spot and so uh, if people watch the film it's an eye opener it, it's by default practical measures just by watching the movie to go okay you know, these are elements how I can stop this. How I have your child watch it. I promise you when your teenager watches the film, it's going to change their life. Yeah. They're going to look at life differently. Not scare them, but empower them, right? It's going to change their life.
1: Jacob Owens, thank you so much for your time. I know you're very busy. You're coming off of interviews and and, and your own show there at Mercury Studios, and I uh, really appreciate your time. Thank you for the work you guys are doing. Uh, incredible work and uh, so needed and so many lives saved. I really appreciate it
2: appreciate you. Your voice matters. This show just today is going gonna, gonna to impact so many lives. So I'm very humbled and very thankful. God bless you.
1: What an incredible conversation. I, I mentioned this uh, earlier in the interview, but this is the kind of conversation that does not make you feel good, uh, but it is a conversation that must be had. And I'm so thankful for Yako and what he's doing uh, really to combat this issue. I want to pull out a, a couple of key thoughts for you as we leave today. This will be our situation report. Number one, this is a global crisis, a global crisis. However, it is a national crisis. So much of the time we think that this is happening somewhere else in in another country with people that don't think like us and don't live like us. This is a national crisis. The numbers that Yako shared with us are absolutely stunning. Um, They're overwhelming. In a lot of ways, they're depressing. This is real, and we must acknowledge that this is real, which means it's something we must... Respond to. Uh, Next, and this is a point that was made throughout, we need to raise our situational awareness about this issue. So we need to first accept that it is a real issue. It's a crisis. 1%, he said, of those amber alerts that we see um, are representative of the rest. That's only 1% of the kids who have been kidnapped or uh, brought into this. Uh, It is a huge problem. It's one that we don't fully understand, but we need to understand it is a problem and raise our own situational awareness on this so that we can better deal with it in our homes, deal with it in our communities. We need to understand just how deep this goes and, and really it has no boundaries in terms of uh, race or background or lifestyle or location. It is everywhere. Know that it's a problem. Raise our situational awareness about this problem. And then uh, this will be my final takeaway today. There's so much I'd like to take away. Uh, but the final takeaway for parents is we must be engaged In the lives of our children we need to be mothers we need to be fathers we need to be the ones who are having these conversations with our kids we can't let teachers have these conversations or friends have these conversations we need to be the ones that are having the conversations that are talking about the problem that are talking about the danger and that are collectively together as families mapping out a solution going forward it falls back on us a lot of the time when we have these conversations, a lot of the times when we have these conversations, we talk about having the tools we need to make the right decisions. Uh, this is a very important conversation, and so many of the tools you need to make the right decisions to protect your kids and those in your community have been given to you. Please use those tools. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Please go check out that movie, Eight Days. Uh, check out Yako Bullion's Ministries and uh, so much great information there. Look forward to talking to you next time.